Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Society podcast, or if you are watching this on YouTube, I decided it would be a good idea to film it on YouTube as well. So depending on where you're coming from, hey, how are you? It is a beautiful Tuesday night. It is 58 degrees and sunny outside. The sun is just setting. It's super nice. But today, I really wanted to talk about a topic that frequently comes up with my clients and something that I've explained to so many people now that I feel it's only necessary that I bring it up right off the bat on here so that you can get a better understanding of weight loss and how it really works and how it can work for your body in a safe and sustainable way. So I am going to be talking to you in this video as if I'm your dietitian. Now I have to preface that by saying everything that I say in my regular consultations with clients in a private setting, I get to learn a lot about them before I give advice, recommendations, things like that. So of course, with something that's going to be online, I'm keeping it very generalized, but I want this to be one of the most easy to digest episodes, videos that you can take home tangible tips right away and feel confident and, and empowered really in your journey to whatever that is, whether you're trying to lose five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, a hundred pounds, it depends on you, your body, your lifestyle, your goals. But overall, I am going to give you some key concepts to take home today that will help you further along in your journey and help you better understand your body because trying to lose weight without knowing how your metabolism works and how your body works is extremely difficult. And it is the big reason why a lot of people tend to go towards supplements that promote, you know, you can lose weight in 20 days. You can lose 50 pounds in two weeks, things like that. Like really drastic weight loss. But once you really start to understand how your body works and how your body uses fuel, you will notice that you're not eyeing those types of marketing gimmicks as much anymore. So really this episode should save you some money in the long term, help you not spend your money on bogus supplements or detox challenges or products sold by multi-level marketing companies like cleanses. If you know my multi-level marketing story, it's on my YouTube and I dive into all of that. But without further ado, let's get into the video. So I first and foremost want to talk about metabolism very briefly. This isn't going to be a super deep dive into metabolism because it is a very complex concept, but overall how your metabolism is going to play into whether or not you lose weight, maintain weight, or gain weight. You're going to hear a lot of the time the term calories in, calories out from a lot of people. Of course, calories in, calories out plays into this to some extent, but I'm going to give you a really great way to kind of break it all down for yourself and get an equation, get a tangible number that's going to help you move forward. So with metabolism, 
that really just means all of the biochemical processes that are happening in your body day to day, how your cells are using energy. Energy comes from your food, primarily your macronutrients, your proteins, carbs, and fats. So when you eat food, your body is going to use those macronutrients in different ways, but ultimately to provide your body energy and give you optimal health. Build your muscle mass if you're lifting weights. Protein is great for that. There's a lot of, obviously food is important. You hear the term food is fuel. That is 100% true. That is the only way you're going to get true energy. Caffeine does not give you true energy. The way you're getting energy is through your food, point blank. Proteins, carbs, and fats. You're going to hear that concept come up a lot, get used to it. But all in all, with metabolism, it's important to understand how many calories your body burns in a day. That's why I get so annoyed when I see 1,200, 1,300, even 1,400 calories diets online um, for the general population to use for weight loss. Because in most cases, those really low calorie diets are not going to work for you because your body actually requires significantly more energy than what that diet is providing you. So let's break down a couple key concepts of metabolism first so you kind of get an idea of where I'm coming from with this. There's something called your basal metabolic rate. You'll also hear it called resting metabolic rate. They're used interchangeably. So BMR and RMR. This is the number of calories your body is burning completely at rest without you doing anything. You'll hear people say, if you were in a coma, this is how many calories you would be burning. Um, and that's true. So if you're thinking about it that way, you need to be supplying your body with at least that number of calories a day to maintain your basic bodily functions. Think about what would be going on in your body if you were in a coma. Your lungs would still be breathing for you. Your heart would still be beating. Um, everything would be <laughs> important in this case. So I always recommend, or I rather, I never recommend you eat below your basal metabolic rate now, it is challenging on a day-to-day -day basis to like try and figure out your basal metabolic rate. It's just not a common number that everyone is going to see unless you go to the hospital. There are ways to calculate basal metabolic rate. You could also go to a gym and measure through a in-body machine, a bod pod. There are certain devices, but you typically have to pay for them but there are ways to measure your basal metabolic rate, but you're going to want to take note in one way or another of that number, because it's very important to your health. First and foremost, knowing that number, a really easy free way to get an estimate is by going to tdeecalculator.net stands for total daily energy expenditure calculator.net. <laughs> so you want to go on to that website, and type in the values that it asks of you. 
your age, your weight, your height, your activity level. And then it's going to give you an idea of where your BMR might be, how many calories you might need to lose weight, how many calories you might need to maintain or gain weight. And that can be really helpful because it's a free resource. And that's usually where I point my clients in the direction of, because that calculator uses the Hamway formula, which is something us dietitians have to use in the hospital to calculate people's energy needs anyways. So it's a, it's a viable resource for you. And it's, I hope it never goes away. I mean, it's, I've used it for the past two years and it's been pretty helpful for me. So that will give you a basic idea of what your basal metabolic rate is. And it, I really can't give you a solid number of the normal range since a lot of people have been caught in a dieting cycle for a very long time. And when that happens, you're actually actively damaging your metabolic rate. Um, and that is never a good thing. Basically how that happens is if you are consistently eating below the amount of calories your body needs at complete rest, your metabolism has to compensate by slowing down. So you will actually lower your metabolism by eating too little. And that is what I see happen time and time again with the dieting trap. So what I am trying to help you to do in this episode is completely turn that around and find a sustainable, healthy way to lose weight. And of course, that's what dietitians are here for. That's what we're here to help you with. Instead of putting you on a 1000 calorie diet plan and expecting you to drop five pounds every week, it is not healthy and it's not sustainable. So instead you are going to look at your BMR, use that as a benchmark of where you absolutely need to hit every day. That is a no compromise. You need to hit this number every day in your calories, which if you have a normal appetite, that should be pretty doable. If you have been a chronic dieter in the past, you may need to take some time to reverse diet and try and get yourself up to that number. Uh, because if you just don't have an appetite, it can be challenging to get to that point. But for most people, I would say it's fairly easy to eat your basal metabolic rate in calories a day. On top of that, there are so many other things that you have to take into account. Um, your, the amount your body burns just from eating food. Did you know that your body burns calories by eating? It's hundred percent true. It's called the thermic effect of food and different types of foods have different effects on that number. Protein actually has the highest thermic effect of food. You burn a certain percentage. I believe it's around 10% of those calories you get from protein just by digesting and absorbing it and having your body break it down. Uh, then next is carbs and then fats. But either way, you don't have to worry about that too, too much. I just wanted to give you an example of what a thermic effect of food really is. So with that, it's super important to remember that that's another number that plays into this equation. Another one after that is the amount of calories you burn just doing non-exercise related activity, like walking around, doing chores, even like sitting down and studying, flipping through pages of your notebook. All of that requires calories. It's all a form of activity. Now it's not intentional activity. It's not like you're going to the gym to do those things, but they still take up a pretty decent percentage of the daily calories you're going to burn. So you have to take in that into account. 
And of course, if you are physically active, that is going to significantly increase the amount of calories your body needs in a day and in a week. So that's why when you go on these uh, energy calculators, it asks you your activity level because it's very important in calculating how many calories your body needs. So for me, for example, I not only do I weightlift five to six times a week, I also dance and I also have an Oculus, which keeps me on my feet way more than I'd like to admit. So I'm very, very active. And in order to build muscle, so I'm not trying to lose weight right now, I'm trying to gain weight. I have to make sure that I am eating significantly higher than my BMR. My BMR is around 1400 calories, but with how much I burn from eating food, how much I burn just walking around the house doing my daily activities, and how much I burn through exercise, it brings that number all the way up to over 2000. I consistently burn over 2000 calories a day just by living my normal life and having a healthy lifestyle. So if I want to gain weight, I actually have to eat like 2,500 calories, 26, 2,700, um, to do that sustainably, slowly and sustainably. So the opposite is true for those that are trying to lose weight. You want to find a sweet spot between your basal metabolic rate and the amount you need to maintain your weight right now. That's why I like the TDEE calculator because it'll give you a pretty realistic number of how many calories you need to maintain your current body weight. So what I like to do is subtract between 100 to 500 calories from the maintenance calories you see. And that will depend on a case-by-case -case basis. If you have a really big gap, between your BMR and your maintenance calories, you can probably afford to cut back 300 to 500 calories. Whereas if you don't, like let's say you're pretty sedentary uh, and you're not burning that many more calories above your basal metabolic rate, I wouldn't recommend going more than 300 calories minus the maintenance. So staying between that 100 to 300 calorie range. And that's just me personally. That's what I have noticed gets my clients the most success. So that's where I'm going. This is what I'm basing that off of. And obviously science, uh, the laws of thermodynamics, I'm definitely utilizing that in what we're talking about. So understanding how many calories your body burns in a day, uh, just by you living your basal metabolic rate, and then finding how much your body needs in calories to maintain your current weight and then subtracting a very small between 100 to 500 calories from that maintenance number, making sure that that number you come up with for your quote unquote calorie deficit is what we call it, is not too close to your basal metabolic rate. That is the equation. I hope this is registering through just audio. I'm trying to make this as clear as possible. But I also wanted to chat quickly about another really important concept when it comes to weight loss. So we've talked about the calories, but what about applying that to your food? Like, that's all great, but what should I, how should I make my meals? What should they consist of to make this work for me? So I love time and time again to bring up this concept of nutrient density. Nutrient density is eating 
a large volume of food that contains a smaller amount of calories. You're going to find that foods usually fall into, uh, think of like a Venn diagram. There's going to be nutrient dense foods. There's going to be calorie dense foods um, that aren't as nutrient dense. And then there's going to be foods that are both nutrient dense and calorie dense. So nutrient dense foods, foods that are high in nutritional value, lower in calories can be like fruits, veggies, lean proteins. Those are some really good examples of those. And lean proteins being like beef, fish, chicken, eggs, things like that. Um, some fish will land in, land you in the, uh, in between of that Venn diagram, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Then you would go towards the energy dense or calorie dense items, which are higher in calories, but lower in nutritional value. Those will be a lot of your more processed foods, fast foods, foods, uh, fried foods, things that you usually find when you go out to eat or you go to the store and you need something really quick and convenient, or you go to a gas station on a long car ride and you pick something up. That's where you're going to find those. You want to limit those types of foods. Also that falls into that category, sweets, baked goods. I'm never going to tell you to completely cut them out because that's not sustainable, but you want to maintain moderation of those foods. You do not want those foods in those ca that category to make up the majority of your diet. But and unfortunately, in a lot of cases, it does for a lot of people. And that's what makes um, that's what makes weight loss so difficult because when you're eating these energy dense foods that are lower in nutritional value, they do not fill you up. And if they don't fill you up, guess what? You're going to eat a meal or eat a snack and not be satisfied. This is what we're trying to get at here. I want you to feel satisfied after your meals and after your snacks, even after your desserts. So if you are making up the majority of your calories in a day from those energy dense items, you're not going to be satisfied. You're going to keep eating. And then you're easily going to go over how many calories your body needs in a day to maintain your weight. And that's when weight gain happens. So instead you want to focus more towards those nutrition, um, nutrient dense foods, but there's an extra category, which we need to talk about the ones that fall in both. There are foods that can be both high in nutritional value, but also high in calories. And those are your fats, especially those, um, unsaturated fats. And my favorites are omega threes that come from walnuts, salmon, avocado, all of the, the thing is fats contain nine calories per gram while proteins and carbs only contain four calories per gram. That's why they fall in this in-between category because you can eat more fats in a smaller portion size and get more calories than you would with proteins and carbs. But at the same time, they provide a lot of nutritional value and a lot of good for your body. Fats are not something to be feared. They are something, especially for women to be adored, especially those unsaturated fats. They are so good for you. I can't talk any more highly of them. I recommend eating fats and it's a good way to boost your calories. It's a good way, like cooking with oil, you're going to get in some good fats, eating salmon a couple times a week, 
excellent. You're getting your omega-3 fatty acids, which are anti-inflammatory, especially in an environment and lifestyle, especially here in America, we tend to have a very high, we're around inflammation a lot. We end up with a lot of inflammation through our diet, through our environment. And so being able to offset that through consuming more omega-3 fatty acids is very important. It's also important for our hormone production. So important. Like I could do an entire episode on fats and why they're good. So definitely be eating them just because they're higher in calories does not mean that they should be feared or you should limit them. Of course, they're, they shouldn't make up the majority of your diet. If you're eating a regular balanced diet with a good amount of proteins, carbs, and fats, they're not going to make up the majority of your diet anyway, but I'm just putting that out there. So you want to make up the most majority of your diet from your nutrient dense food items and your healthy fats, especially those unsaturated fats. Um, I would say limit and have saturated fats in moderation just because of their effect on your triglycerides and your cholesterol levels in the blood. Uh, I know my audience is a little bit younger, so it might not be something you have to completely worry about right now, but it's always a good thing to note as I like to practice evidence-based nutrition and give evidence-based recommendations. So I would not be telling you to make up half of your diet in saturated fat. That would not be very, <laughs> very good. But overall, this is the concept that I bring up in so many of my consultations is creating meals, balanced meals that are nutrient dense, having good fruits and veggies, whole grain carbohydrates that contain extra fiber and proteins. I don't know if I already said proteins, lean proteins, and you're cooking with your healthy fats. Doing that is going to allow you to eat more food with less calories. And if you do that enough, you're going to be satisfied. You're going to feel full after every meal. You're going to have snacks that hold you over until your next meal, not leaving you hungry for more. And by the end of the day, you're not going to feel the need to binge or eat an excess amount of sweets at the end of the day or whatever that comfort food is for you. So being able to create balance in your meals that way is really the kicker here. It's not having detox teas, fat burner pills, all these excess supplements that say they're going to help you burn fat, but really don't. It's also not about overtraining and exercising to the point where you're burning out. It is about nourishing your body with the right types of foods that are going to keep you full longer. Protein does an excellent job of keeping you full, filling you up and keeping you full for hours. So it makes it when you're including it in a balanced meal, very easy for you to go a good period of time, like between two to four hours between your next snack and meal. And on top of that, if you're doing that, I also recommend that you eat more frequently. Something I've noticed with a lot of my clients is they're only eating two to three times a day. And I'm like, even if they're trying to lose weight, I'm like, we have to up this a little bit. Uh, let's eat smaller portions, but more spaced out. And that allows you to fit in more variety throughout the day, I've noticed. So there's just a lot of good nuggets I feel like you can take away from this episode. If you have any other recommendations, if you want me to do an entire episode on gaining weight 
and the processes for that, a lot of the same rules apply. And I gave you a good example of that in my own journey, but I can, I'm always here open for suggestions. I hope this made sense, but just to recap, we have our metabolism. You have your basal metabolic rate and your maintenance calories. You want to subtract 100 to 500 calories from your maintenance calories. And that's the um, relative amount you should be eating in a day. I'm not saying that you have to count your calories to a T and only eat that specific amount every day. It'll vary as our lives vary, as our schedules vary, that's going to vary as well. So don't get too bogged down by the idea of eating the exact same amount of calories every day. As long as over time, you're consistently in a slight calorie deficit, meaning you are burning more calories in a day than you're eating, you are going to lose fat. But if you are someone who is struggling with chronic dieting and needs to improve their metabolic rate first, I do not recommend this. Instead, I recommend talking with a dietitian like me to help get your metabolic metabolism functioning optimally again before we go ahead with weight loss and to make sure that you have a really good relationship with food and that's restored and a good body image before we move on to that. Um, sometimes actually all the time, slow and steady wins the race with this. So that's what I'm here to help with. And on top of that, if you are struggling with any hormonal imbalances that are preventing you from losing weight, especially in cases like PCOS, I also recommend that we have a conversation because in that case too, there are extra things and extra steps that I can walk you through that can really help in your unique case. For the purposes of this video, this episode, it's for the general healthy population. There are always going to be special cases, special nuances. That's why I don't say everything is calories in, calories out because that is way too cut and dry to encompass everything that goes into healthy, sustainable weight loss for everybody. So the slow metabolic rate due to chronic dieting and hormonal imbalances, also gut imbalances too, those three things can impede on your weight loss even if you follow what I talked about in this episode. So in those cases, if that sounds like you, I highly recommend you reach out. I have, you can DM me on Instagram. You can email me at marissa.sofit at gmail.com. We can get you set up with a 15 minute free consultation so I can go over everything it is that I do, all of the benefits and perks of my client portal, all of that good stuff. So we can really get to the bottom of what you need to reach your goals. But with all of that, I will leave you to have a wonderful rest of your day, your night, your weekend, whenever you're listening to this or whenever you're watching this. And we'll talk soon.